This is Professional Life Crisis. I'm your host, Amanda. And by now, I'm a damn near professional at having a life crisis. This podcast is here to help you get through those messy, uncertain times riddled with ramen noodles and self-doubt. If you're an ambitious, curious young professional trying to pave your way in the world, it's not as scary as I once thought it was, but I really wish I'd had someone to tell me that. Hello, my friend. Happy New Year. Before everyone starts circling back and closing the loop, ugh, ew, I wanted to do a little part two to last week's episode about manifesting goals. I realize that many of my listeners are probably goal setters, but maybe not as many of you are familiar with manifesting or it seems a bit too woo-woo for you. So I wanted to take a couple of minutes to tell you about how I do it without being too far off the deep end. Although, if you are open to it, the girlies who are the most delulu with their goals are usually the ones who are out there succeeding the fastest. But regardless of where you are on the delulu scale, let's talk a little bit about how I set and manifest my goals. For the majority of my goals, I write out super specific outcomes, and those all go onto my list of goals that I'm working on. Like, for example, I want to become a homeowner this year, or I want to buy a house on the water. And I'm sure a lot of people do this goal setting practice on, I don't know, a yearly basis or a quarterly basis, but I just kind of do it whenever the mood strikes. Sometimes I get a whiff of inspiration and I just do it then. No pressure. Just make sure you set aside some time when you're creative and your inspired juices are flowing. It's really hard to do this if you don't even believe yourself or if you don't even feel like you're in the inspired spirit. So I wouldn't recommend setting a set date and time that you have to do it without being in the right mindset. Okay, so there's one thing for setting goals. But when I'm doing my practice of manifesting, I'm not just setting my goals. I actually write them out on index cards, one index card per goal. And I don't usually do this for everything on the list, but the ones that I feel really compelled by and the ones that seem the hardest to achieve, those are the ones that I write index cards for. As far as for what goes on the index card, I think about how I want to feel after I've accomplished that goal. For example, one of my old index cards read, I feel so peaceful waking up next to the water every day. And now, after becoming a homeowner of a property directly on a canal, I can honestly say that living on the water does, in fact, make me feel some amount of peace every day. There's no place I'd rather be, except in the winter, but (laughs) I'm still working on manifesting the snowbird house. If you want to get hashtag inspired, you can see the video that I made with my old index card at the little beach right by my house. It's on TikTok at Professional Life Crisis. My TikTok is not very good, disclaimer, but if you want to follow along, pop over there. Here's another example. When I wanted to manifest a car, my index card said, I feel so accomplished when I drive my Mercedes. And I would say, besides the insane amount of maintenance costs that I incur, that I do feel like a bad bitch when I drive that thing. I think goals shouldn't just be for the sake of setting goals. My purpose in life is to be happy and hopefully to help others along the way. But if I had to just pick one thing, it would be to feel happy. So these goals should all tie back in some way to how accomplishing that goal will make me feel happier in some way. And I highly suggest that you do the same. 
For some goals, another version or a way of writing it out that I've found works for me is I write them as reciprocal. Here's an example that I wrote a couple of years ago. The love that I am seeking is also seeking me, especially because this one involved another person. And I think that that made sense because you can't just be in a relationship like with someone else unwillingly. And you know what? When I met my partner this year, he told me how many dates he'd recently been on trying to find someone like me and just hadn't found it yet. And I was like, do, 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 do. Weird, right? So to tie back to something a little bit more professional, maybe you're in a services business and this could look like the ideal clients that I'm seeking are also seeking me. You have something of value to offer. So why wouldn't your ideal clients be looking for someone like you? I would definitely take this one for a spin if your goals require someone else participating. Maybe it's not about clients. Maybe it's about making sales. Maybe it's about coming up with a great product that people need and people will want. Think about how this can be framed in that reciprocal mindset. The product that I created is something that everyone's been searching for. You know, something like that. Another important thing that I always try to do is to focus on what I do want and not what I don't want. There's a great quote. I looked it up because I knew someone important said it, but I couldn't remember who. Robin S. Sharma said, what you focus on grows. I often catch myself writing or focusing on the negative of what I don't want. So I try to give myself some leeway when I initially write my goals, but then I revise them and I make sure they're all focused on the positive and what I do want, not saying something like, I don't want X, Y, Z. Here's an example. This year, the first one on my list says, I don't want another full-time job. I want to create my work and I want to fit it in around my life rather than the other way around. Okay, lofty. And it's true, I think. We're still noodling on that one. And I'll give myself a little grace on this one. At least I do have a positive of how I want my life to be when I accomplish this goal. I want to fit work around my life rather than the other way around. Okay, love that. But I don't really need the negative part at the beginning about I don't want another full-time job because what happens? Well, what you focus on grows. So when you say I don't want a full-time job, your brain hears full-time job. That's all. It can't hear the I don't want. It just hears full-time job. So that's what you're going to focus on. So I'll probably try and revise this goal to say something more like, I feel so confident and secure in creating my own income as an entrepreneur. Or I feel free to work on projects that I feel compelled by when it fits into my life. Okay, moving on to another topic area of health-related goals. And sorry, I know this is cliche. I honestly try not to have too many health-related goals because I've realized that my relationship with them wasn't healthy. But now that I'm trying to have a little bit more of a healthier mindset about it, what I wrote this year is, I want to focus on growing and expanding my healthy habits so there's less room in my life for the unhealthy ones. And same thing, I think the intent for this one is there, but I'll probably revise it so that I don't have to focus on the unhealthy habits to say something more like this. 
my healthy habits come easily to me and I feel centered about my health, you know? And then it puts me in that mindset. Even just reading that, I'm like, wow, I feel very settled. You know, I must have gone to the gym and eaten healthy today because I feel centered and I feel at peace about my health. It's amazing what these small little phrases can do to your entire mindset. Okay, last thing. I'll leave you with a bit of a funny anecdote. So I've been doing this index card practice for a while now, like since I'm a teenager. And I'll definitely credit my mom for this one. She's the one who exposed me to this whole way of thinking and the index card practice and the vision board. And when I was probably 16 years old, I wrote an index card about being ecstatic that I'd fit into a new pair of jeans. And I hung the index card inside my bathroom vanity. I still remember it. It was like this bright fluorescent green index card from, you know, back when I had to make like Spanish class flashcards. Um, And my mom saw it and she very politely asked me if she could cross it out and write the correct spelling because I didn't know how to spell ecstatic. (laughs) I still think back to that. Like whenever I go and visit my parents' house, the index card is still taped up and I see her handwriting correcting my spelling. And that is just so funny to me. But I have been doing this index card practice for, at this point, I don't know, 15 years. And I find that it really helps me to be in the right mindset and to feel the way that I want to feel when I've accomplished the goal, which I think is the whole key to achieving the goal. If you can't feel the way a successful business person would feel, then you're not going to be one. And if you can't feel content and happy with your health, then you're not going to have health. So I always try to put myself into that mindset, right? Like, how did I want to feel when I bought my house? How did I want to feel driving my car? And those are the feelings that actually helped me get those things, I'm convinced. So I hope this episode wasn't too woo-woo for you, but maybe gives you a little bit of insight into how you can incorporate this type of practice into your own goal setting. I hope you have an amazing new year, and I'm so excited for what's to come for both of us. 